need connection, accountability, support as you explore the next level version of you, give yourself a real gift this year, the gift of time. The Warrior Women Mastermind is starting again in January, a curated group of six amazing women in a safe, collaborative setting. Think you don't have enough time? The money? Wrong. Ask yourself if you're worth three hours a month and $25 a day. The biggest discovery some of the women who sign up for my mastermind figure out is they have so much in common with other women and that they have traded their worth for a to-do list. Set up your interview call with me by going to lizswadek.com. That's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. Space is limited and will sell out fast. Don't miss this opportunity to put yourself first. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. The fastest way to grow your business is to ask for help. As female entrepreneurs, we want to hold on to every part of our business. We want to control everything, and we are afraid to let another person in. We're afraid to trust. Growing and expanding your business is uncomfortable. Believe me, I know. It can feel really unsafe. So what to do? Enter the CEO's best friend. My guest today is someone I work with who helped me grow my business. She helps CEOs scale, expand, and actually enjoy their businesses. She deals with people and the mindset issues they have around control money, and trust. She helps them expand and thrive. Are you feeling stuck in a corporate job? Think you want to be an entrepreneur but can't make the leap? Or maybe you're an entrepreneur, but you're having a hard time growing your business. This podcast is for all the female entrepreneurs out there looking for holistic success, feeling good, making money, and enjoying your business. Imagine that. I love this conversation. These are the kinds of things we're talking about in my private membership group. DM me if you're looking for a safe space to work on yourself and your business. I'm recording this podcast in between hammering and sanding and drilling as we put a new roof on my house. Ah, God bless my editor. He's editing all all this noise. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. But first, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. That's why I joined the Bra Network. That's the Business Relationships Alliance. Just like a good bra, the Bra Network lifts, gathers, and connects you to other like-minded entrepreneurial women with the knowledge that when we work together, we rise together. For me, the Bra Network provides the community, mentorship, collaboration, and empowerment I was looking for. From business, marketing, and finance courses to curated events to weekly Zoom meetups, The Bra Network works to advance women across the country. If you haven't joined, now's the time. Use your special code, WARRIOR, for your discount. And join today at bra-network.com. That's bra-network.com. 
Today on the show, a CEO's best friend, Heather Duran. Heather is a CEO, mentor, and coach who leads her clients to the exact steps to get into alignment with their dreams of ditching the corporate space for good. By encouraging women to access their high her selves, her clients begin to design the life they love and learn how to build their dream business that supports their purpose. She knows from experience, after years in corporate, Heather realized she was miserable and started her own company. Now she supports business owners with their holistic success journey, offering everything from Reiki and NLP to the nuts and bolts of business at things like taxes, scaling, and profitability. Heather's podcast, Unblock Your Money Shit, is lighting up the podcast airwaves and making people rethink their relationship with money. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Heather, I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. I've worked with you and you've made such a difference in my business. Everybody can clearly see my expansion, my growth, all the things I'm doing would not be possible if I did not have you telling me you can do this. <laughs> that yes. So I really, and showing me a lot of things. So I just want to say that up front. And I wanted to have you on because I want everyone to know your greatness. So here we go. Let's talk about your journey to where you are now. I know that you were a teen mom. What was that girl's mindset then? What was she dreaming of, that teen mom, if you can even get through this without crying your eyes out? <laughs> yeah. So as I was thinking about this before we started, my mom left when I was two and just all growing up young and then through you know teen years, I wanted my mom. I missed my mom. I deeply, deeply wanted my mom. And I just, even though the circumstances were what they, she was in the Navy. And so I just really couldn't see her much. And so at the time that I had my son, honestly, what I was wanting was somebody to come along and rescue me. Yeah. That that's that's really the true answer. I I wanted somebody to come along and just make things better. I was raised very religious around sex, around teen pregnancy, around pregnancy period outside of marriage. And the dialogue was basically if you become pregnant, while you're a teenager, before you're done with your career, before you're done, nobody's going to want you. Um, all the things like you just basically your life is over and it's just going to suck forever. And so that's the dialogue that played in my head as I was pregnant, as I continued to, you know, go through the situation. And I really, at the time, I really just wanted somebody to come along and just save me and help me realize that it was going to be okay. And so like, if I could go back to that teenage girl, I would just like hold her and tell her it's like, your life isn't over. <laughs> right. How old was she? She was 18. Oh my God. Your life hasn't even begun at 18, right? Let alone the fact that you think it's over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I really thought that you know, I, I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do. I couldn't go to college. I couldn't certainly couldn't go to college the way I wanted to. And I actually didn't realize it at the time that I could have taken my son with me to college and left kind of the poverty life that had started at that point. Nobody really took me along and said, hey, these things are still possible for you. Yeah. I mean, this is why, well, two things come to my mind. First of all, every a lot of women 
will not admit, but they want to be saved. Like we want to be rescued. And I'm, I would include myself. I mean, and people would say, Oh my God, Liz, what are you talking about? What are you, you're like out there doing all the things. No, when I am in my little low moments of poor me and like, this is hard. And I don't know, like maybe, you know, something happens, like no one signs up for my program or, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing people and it's not going well. So, you know, whatever it is, right. That's just sort of a low, a low moment. You know, it's easy to slip back into like, can't someone just do all this for me? And like, can't someone just fix it? And all the things, right? Like when the tech issues are happening, like what you and I deal with, <laughs> I'm like, can someone just come in and do this? You know, and I think it's really important to know that we're the ones we've been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's wow. really through the through this entrepreneur journey. That's what I've learned the most is that I actually am the one that came along to save myself. Yes. You are the one that came along to save yourself. And the and the sooner you get to that mindset that no one is coming, that you're the one you've been waiting for, and that you're the one who's going to save yourself, that is when the fucking magic begins, Heather. Yeah. Is it not? <laughs> Isn't that when the magic actually starts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really... For me, it really was like when I really got to that place of inner knowing of what do I want? What do I want out of this life? How do I want this next chapter of my life to look? My son had, he was getting ready to graduate from high school. And, you know, it occurred to me like I'd been doing all this stuff for him and like, you know, supporting him and making sure all the decisions were like for our life and everything. And now he's not going to be here what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I want this next chapter to look like? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the whole, you sit in on these masterminds. You see, that's like literally what half the women are there doing. They're like, wait a minute. My kids actually don't care now what I'm doing. And they are like, they don't want to be with me anymore. Wait, what happened to me? What am I doing? You know? But also I think it's really, when you were talking about, you know, no one told me like I'm 18 and no one told me. This is also to me, the importance of like being in a, a, gr- a group of women, a tribe of women, or having a mentor or having like these groups where other women can hold space for you are so important because every woman has walked this journey before you. Every, there is a woman, there is no journey that you are on that another woman has not found the freaking secret to and has figured it out and can tell you, Heather, same thing happened to me. Here's how I did it, right? That's the secret. The secret is when I say every woman has a story, you just need to ask her. That's what I'm talking about. If you ask a woman, oh my God, I think I want to kill my husband. We've been married for 20 years. I think I might want to kill him. Like I actually think I could go to jail for this and I think I'd be okay. There's another woman who felt the exact same way, who did not kill her husband and is actually still married or is not married and figured it out. Yeah. Right. So this is the importance of us having these conversations so that you can say, oh, right. And that's what you do for these CEOs. You've already figured it out, Heather. So you're just saying, hey, girl, I already figured this out. I already was in the corporate thing. I already burnt myself out. I hated everything. I did it. I broke free. You can do it too. Right. That's the importance of what you do. Yeah. And I think the reason or, you know, just going through what I went through with, you know, being a teen mom and going through all that struggle and just realizing that like, shit's just not as bad as you think it is. You know, the perspective on it is just, 
we just, we have such a, a, a big idea in our mind that it's going to turn out just so bad. And so when you can really help to hold space for people to realize, to help them realize for themselves that there really is another light at the end of the tunnel, like this isn't over, let's keep going. Like what you feel right now in that depths of whatever you're going through, especially in business, it's only for a moment. And so I think that's where I can really help hold space for a lot of business owners is to help them see that this is only for a moment. And if we can just get through this moment, then we can really come out the other side. Absolutely. Well, you left your corporate job. Why Why did you want to leave? Because I mean, think about it. You were a teen mom. Okay, now you kind of got it together, right? You got your education. You got this big corporate job. Why did you want to leave that job? Like what was not aligning and what my, what finally made you take the leap? Because I know for a lot of women, that's like the biggest thing in the world. Like, can I do this? Like, is this really going to work? You know? So tell me about that. So uh, the pivotal moment for me that I realized I had gotten a raise one year, I, I, you know, made it, I'd gotten the office, I'd gotten the job, I'd gotten all the things that, you know, here I am the 20, whatever year old girl, like wishing, oh, I'd love that job. I'd love this. And so I looked at it, I was like, wow, you know, I'm here, I arrived and I actually got a raise. I got a $5,000 raise for the year. And for, at the time it was like 10%. So that was significant. And I went home and cried. That's the moment that hit me that I'm doing all these things. I'm sacrificing all this time. I actually wasn't really present for my son the last, I don't know, since I four or five years that I'd been working this job. I enjoyed my job while I enjoyed it and I, I felt reward out of it. I was like, wow, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm only making this much money. <laughs> this is it. And I still felt this huge sense of like, there was a hole there. I just felt this sense of not enough. What What is all of this? Like, why am I doing all this? I still felt this not enoughness inside of me. It's so interesting too, right? Like I call that the Yoko Ono concert and apologies for anyone who really likes Yoko Ono, but I feel like, you know, you're calling into that radio station. You want to get these tickets and you're calling and you're calling and you're calling and you're calling. You finally get through. And they're like, when you're like, what I win Yoko Ono concert tickets. You're like, what? You know, it's like you try so hard to get there. And then when you finally get there, you're like, that's it. Right. Cause like, you're so, we're so into the chase, yeah. you know, we're chasing and chasing that when we finally get it, sometimes it's like super unsatisfying. Yeah. And, and at the time I thought, okay, well, if I just do something that feels more rewarding to me, then that'll fix my inner loneliness, my inner problems. Right. And so here I am, I start this business. I think that people just need help with taxes and bookkeeping. I'll just help business owners with taxes and bookkeeping. And what I learned is that people actually, they can do bookkeeping. They can balance it. I mean, it's not even really about balancing a checkbook anymore, but like they can open up their banking app. They can look at the numbers. But what was happening is they weren't doing that. And so then I started to go on this journey about like, why are people not doing it? Why are people ignoring their money? Why are people hypersensitive around their money? And so this led me to this beautiful space of, of again, where I was doing it even back then, I was holding space for them. I was helping them. I was walking alongside them to say, okay, 
it's not that scary. Like, let's do it. And I would do these things together with them. We'd open up their bank account. We'd look at the numbers together. We'd we'd go through, okay, how are you feeling? Okay, why are you crying? Like, let's undo this. Like <laughs> all the things, crying? right? You know, so like all the fears and the tears and all the things. And I really like walked alongside these business owners to help them understand not only what was happening in their business financially, but then what was happening in their heart around money and why they felt this sense of guilt, why they couldn't look at their numbers, like all the reasons why. And that's when I really started to dive into all the mindset work, all of the work that we do around forgiving ourselves around, you know, all the mindset stuff that we do now as part of our mind magic work. And it just led me down a huge uh, path of understanding why other people were doing this. And then obviously then that led me to like my own worthiness issues about how I felt around money, around things I had been beating myself up for years around money. Absolutely. And you know, it's so fascinating because it's true. It's not that we can't, I mean, I can't, I, payroll taxes and that that I really truly cannot do, but it's true. You'll like ignore your money because you're so terrified to look at it. And then someone takes you through it and you like literally want to start crying. You're like, I don't know. What's that? You know, it, it's so emotional. And I think it helps to have somebody say, you know, like, let's look at this. Like what is going on for you? And a lot of that is past trauma or money trauma. Like we've talked about before, um, even in the money trauma masterclass, there's like, you know, the way we were raised and how we were raised with money and scarcity and lack, and then we're making money. And then we want have this compulsion. We want to spend it. Like it's, it's very, you know, you have to really look at it and dig deeper into like, what is some of those core beliefs around money, which you do all the time on your awesome podcast. I'm like, your money shit. So let's talk about this. You, you are a natural money wizard. You have a real gift, but when did you really realize what was the moment like that you, cause you talk about this, you just mentioned it a little bit, but like, what was the moment where you were like, was there with a client where you were like, Oh wait, no, I'm actually a mentor. Like I'm actually a CEO best friend. Like that's actually what I am. I'm not payroll taxes, girl. I'm not money, money, uh, you know, doing the kind of nuts and bolts and that's it. Right. I'm actually supposed to be leading these people and, and, and into a, a bigger journey. Well, it's interesting because I've really fallen into it. It's been one of those things where I'll be on these group calls with ladies or I'll be in these. And and honestly, it's been like other group calls. So like where we have like other mastermind calls that I'm just kind of a fly on the wall and I'm listening to. And it's just occurring to me, what is going on? Why is this such a thing? And so that's really, I think it, it's it's been happening more and more but i think just the last couple of years it's really occurred to me that this is where people need the most help like they don't need tactical they don't need tactical stuff most women in business they're they've made it to a certain point in their life and their business that they know how to do the things right they know how to open up the bank account they know how to raise kids they know how to make a schedule they know how to like do all the things but there's a fear and there's this mind chatter that's going on that's stopping them from doing it and so you know, even now <laughs> I get on client calls and clients are, they're like, oh, I've been so stressed about getting on this call with you. And so this is where I really, I'm like, 
okay, well, great. Like, let's talk about it because that's an opportunity for them to help uncover it. And that's really where I hold the space for them to uncover it and then make it a realization that, hey, this is a thing. That's okay. Let's work on it. And so it's really kind of been an unfolding that's happened over the last couple of years. And it's been little tiny things that have just revealed itself to me, but it's because I've been open and not been so focused on it's got to look this way. Like my journey in business has to be this way. And I have to make sure that I'm making X, Y, Z every month and I'm stuck in the hustle and I'm stuck in the push. Like when I can really take a step back and I can get in tune with myself and how I want to feel every day, what my, we call them guiding life feelings. Like what are my feelings I want to have? Like what is the life I want to have? When I focus on that stuff, then all these things do unfold and they do reveal itself. And that's really what I help clients see as well. Absolutely. And that is to me, holistic success, right? Like yeah. what is the point of making the money if you're miserable? Who the yes. fuck cares how much money you have? If you're stressed and pressured and you're on the hamster wheel and then you're just living for your one week, two weeks, three weeks of vacation, that is not- And a- that's something that nobody is talking about. Like no it's one. so frustrating. I actually just, like today it hit me. I'm I'm scrolling Instagram and I'm seeing all these- just quote unquote success, you know, the flashy clothes and the whatever branding and just all the things. And we need to get to a place where people who have lots of money start showing the messy shit that happens in their everyday life because it's happening to all of us and nobody's talking about it enough. We are not normalizing the fact that we all have shit happen every day. I mean, your kids like blow, you know, like they come in and they're like, Oh my God, I'm sick. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, but I'm running a million dollar business, but this is still happening in the background. Like it's happening to everybody. And we need to start normalizing it so that we can then normalize that we have money trauma and that we can normalize that we all have credit card debt and that we all have these things we're ashamed about. Like just stop with making it like all flashy and fancy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, again, it's how you're feeling, right? Like as if a CEO you're working with is in constant stress, the first thing you're going to do is not look at how much money they're making. It's going to be like, what's caught, what's really the cause of this stress? Because you, what you think it's the stress is about making money. That's what you think it is, but it's actually not that there's something else going on that you feel like you have to chase your tail and you got to get to the heart of what that is. So that's, I think, amazing about what you do is that you figure out, you help CEOs figure out why am I chasing my tail? Like, why am I literally like a dog going in a circle at hundred miles an hour? And why are you continuing to do shit that you hate? <laughs> yes. Like I get on calls with entrepreneurs often. And the first thing that we start talking about is, okay, what are you doing to make money? And what do you want to be doing to make money? And that is a lot of times a completely different conversation. 1,000 freaking percent. Yes. In human design, you are a generator. I think that's what I am. Too. I can't remember if I'm a generator. You're you're well, a projector. I'm a projector. That's right. You always remind me of this. Okay. So, so in the human design thing, and if you guys don't know what human design is, you should look into it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of millennial, but you know, I'm 52, but whatever. I kind of enjoy it. It, it. You're a generator. So what does that mean? And how do you, how does this help you with your clients? 
So in human design, I actually did a podcast with a lady on this. So yeah, go listen to my podcast. But human design is based on several different things. It's based on astrology. It's based on like the I Ching system. It's kind of a newer thing that's kind of come about. But basically, it helps you understand the energy that you were born into this life with. And it helps to guide why you do some of the things that you do. So it's a different type of a personality test if you want to think about it. And for all the people that think that this is like woo-woo or whatever, it's been shocking to me to see as people start to uncover their human design and start to like lean into the things that they really truly want and love and like that it's very telling. So I'll say that to begin with. Generator they're the worker bees, basically. So if you think about just any type of community, you have the leaders, right? So the leaders are a certain type. And then you have the people who kind of do most of the work. They're the ones that are kind of in the throes of the work. And given the right set of circumstances and the right type of work that they're doing, they love it and they thrive on it. So they are the ones that really do a lot of the work, but they love it. And so myself being a generator, this is where I can get really caught up in the hustle. And and the generator is one of the most common types of people that we have on the planet. And so this is why a lot of times like we get into these projects that we really love doing, but we get really caught up into almost overworking and that's where we can get into this hustle. And then that's where the you know, the slam can happen where we're just like, holy shit, I worked way too much this week. I did way too much. But if we're doing the things we love doing, it does need to have a kind of a give and take. So you do have to be careful. I have a lot of what's called open centers and undefined centers. And so it means that my energy is like, I can feel I'm just very sensitive to a lot of energies, which is why I think that I'm able to really show up and help people in these different ways, because I can also feel their energy just in a different way. And I can see these subtle nuances that maybe they're not seeing for themselves. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate I I love that about you because I feel like you and I work really well together. Well, Uh, and being a projector for yourself, being a projector, you are really one of the people that does really well with the overall look of things. So like projectors are here to help the new generation of like, what does the landscape look like? You're here to quote unquote project or to kind of give light to this like new way, which I love what you do fits so perfectly into the new paradigm, especially that we're leading. So you're here to really help open more people up to this new way. So you're really in many ways living out your human design. Yes, I am. No, I do. No, I really do feel like that. I do feel like I'm sort of the light in a dark cave. Like I want to lead women out of the darkness. And that's one of my, that's one of my, feelings of purpose in this in this world. So I love that. What are some of the money blocks you see your clients having? I want to talk about those. And then I also want to know what your money block was and how you are moving or moved through it. So the biggest thing that I see, and I'm going to say a swear word because I feel like it needs, needs to be said and it can be blocked out, is that women need to understand what the fuck they want. And they need to ask the question, 
what do I want? And that is the biggest block that leads into money that I see with them because, and and I did it too. And I think that's probably why, because I attract people that are such in the throes of what they should be doing, or this entrepreneur said they should be doing webinars, or they should be doing this on social media, or all the other bullshit that everybody says you should be doing, or I think I should be doing. And they're so unhappy and it leads to all the things around money. So that is one of the biggest barriers that I see, especially with women and money. Yeah. And so, and for you, it was the same? You know, one of the biggest things that I've continued to work on is holding more and more money, you know, having the space for more and more money. You know, I grew up in a lot of poverty and a lot of, you know, only certain people can have this, this, and this. Right now, the story that I realized is running very strong in my subconscious and in my DNA is I don't really need that much money. Mm. Who who wants a million dollars? Like, I don't, I don't need a million dollars. I don't really need a million dollars anyway, do I? Oh my gosh. And when you say that to yourself, where do you think that's coming from? So interesting. My coach and I actually, you know, I have a wonderful coach. She helped me uncover that that's coming from the hoarding, the money hoarding that I have not only experienced, but probably all of us really through our generations have experienced that you save for a rainy day. You hoard your money because you don't know how much money you're going to have when you retire. You don't know what's going to happen with the economy when, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and so it's based on a lot of fear and lack and, and just scared. And, and I even see it in my family today that are retired, that have retired recently, that are getting ready to retire. It's very fear-based and it's based in, I have to hoard my money because I don't know what's around the corner. Mm, Interesting. And that's not really a place of flow and ease where you're going to abundantly bring the money to yourself. So you're actually just shooting yourself right there in in the foot. Interesting. All right, Heather, we are on to the speed round. It's time to party. What does it mean to you to be a warrior woman? I am a warrior woman because I have been able to do the scary thing, which is look inside of myself and to love myself no matter what. Boom. That's a great answer. I love that. What is a mantra or a quote you live by? Just do the damn thing. (laughs) Forget just do it. Just do the damn thing. Do it. Yeah, I love that. What makes you feel unstoppable? Sitting out on my back patio with my coffee and watching my dogs run around and just look at all the beautiful nature that's around me. Oh, I saw your puppies. They're so cute. They're like giant dogs and they just drape themselves all over your house. What did your husband say? You don't have couches. You have what? We don't have furniture. We have dog beds. <laughs> <laughs> but they are, it is furniture. But they, their dogs are so big, it looks like everything's a dog bed. It's hysterical. Yeah, we have two huskies. And so, you know, why I mentioned this with my with my dogs is because they 
they're just, they just tell you what they want. They come up to you and they're just like, so my female Husky actually talks. She literally talks in dog language and my male Husky the same when they want something, they just tell you like, I want something when they want to take a nap, they go take a nap. When they want to run around, they go run around. And I'm like, this to me is life. This is what life should be for us. Yeah. Free. Yeah. What are you most proud of? I am most proud of being able to pull myself out of some really dark shit to be able to come out and now just be able to support a lot of other women who are going through and have been through very similar things. I love it. What keeps you going when you're feeling lost? Knowing that I have a gift and a message for a lot of people that are out there hurting. Yeah. And you do. And so if I stay quiet and I stay little and I don't share, then those people that are hurting might not, I might not be that one catalyst that helps pull them out. Good point. What's exciting you the most right now? Right now, the weather is changing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm really excited to just get out and do more walking with the dogs. So we do have Huskies and we're in the South. So I'm really excited to just be able to get out and experience more nature and be able just to experience more outdoor time. Well, she is the CEO's best friend. Thank you for being here today, Heather. I am really excited. And people want to work with you. I'm going to put all your links and all your info in in the show notes. But I love working with you. You get my major stamp of approval. But thank you so much for being here today, Heather. Yes, thank you so much. This was so fun. I mean, loving talk. We are, we always have the greatest conversations, you and I. So now we just got to do it publicly. I love it. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.